This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. It's me, Kellyanne Taylor, and the lovely... Me, Caroline <laughs> Frost, apparently, because that's how we now introduce ourselves. Look, I'm mixing it up and keeping it fresh for our loyal listeners. Very good. Who keep coming back each and every week. Okay, well, we're grateful. To kick us off this week, we've got a few dramas, some entertainment news, we all call it a public service announcement, and a documentary, as well as... Of course, listener favourite, film of the week and from the archive. So, Caroline... What do you mean, listener favourite? You mean your favourite. Let's not beat me, about the bush. Me and bush. the listeners are one and the same, Caroline. Fine. Uh, tell me, what dramas do you have for me this week? Right, OK. First one, undoubtedly controversial. This is The Reckoning. This is the story of the horrendous actions of Jimmy Savile that we don't need to go into. And this is the BBC's four-hour tireless exploration of what he did, why he did what he did and how he was enabled and allowed to get away with it for so many years and across so many different fields of British society. So we're talking royalty, politicians, hospitals, charity, BBC, all these pillars of society. And yet this man got through the doors. We have a big interview with the writers in this week's Radio Times. Jeff Pope is the producer. Neil Mackay put the script together and they were quick to tell us that they did include accounts from survivors. They've, they've got four specific survivors, but it obviously is to, to paint a picture of just what went on for such a long time. I don't know how people feel about The Reckoning. I'm in two minds whether to even sit down through it, but the writers have indisputably noble intentions. It's whether audiences will perceive it like that. But anyway, it begins on Monday. There's four hours of it. It begins on Monday at 9pm. And what do they say in press conferences? <laughs> no questions. <laughs> Um, I, I, I mean, there are no questions until yeah. we've seen it, and well, this is it, we may be it? left wondering why but did think, you spend the money on that? Well, but there this we are. Is it. You're gonna. I think there's going to be a very interesting audience reaction, and I also think we're going to have backlash just from the BBC producing it. And I and I don't disagree necessarily with that backlash. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be all in that first hour to see how they've handled it, how it's done why we're telling this story so soon after the events. Well, we we should add, they're being incredibly cagey. I've not been allowed to see it, despite mm. commissioning a piece on it and telling them that I was writing a column about it because they're so nervous. They want people to see it 
in all its form. I mean, journalists are being invited on Thursday, which is too late for our press day, to go and sit through all four hours and then sit through a Q&A. So clearly they're desirous that journalists at least give them the benefit of the doubt until yeah. they've seen it on screen. Anyway, I'm sure we'll come back to this. Yes. So um, that's that for now. Let me tell you about something else a little bit more, well, joyful, mm -hmm. which is Payback, which is ITV. Jeb Mercurio produced, Morven Christie starring, Peter Mullen co-starring, cracking Edinburgh and Glasgow, Scottish crime meets police thriller with Morven Christie as a freshly widowed. I'm not, I mean, that is a little bit of a spoiler, but it happens extremely quickly. She becomes a freshly widowed woman having to pick up the pieces of her family life and protect her children. And she gets caught between the police and the underworld with whom her husband has clearly been in dealings. So she's brilliant. We've seen her in The A Word. She started out as the lead in The Bay. She has a cracking CV. I think she was also in that thing called The Replacement. Remember when Vicky McClure was the temp who took over? I mean, it was... It ended bizarrely. Even Vicky McClure was sort of expressed her embarrassment at how that, that show panned out. Anyway, Morven Christie, very good. Hopefully this show won't have quite the same payoff and I do highly recommend it. Wednesday night, 9pm, kicking off Payback. So I've also got an offering for you this week, a drama. I think every so often there is a book that kind of breaks into the mainstream and you see it almost in every window stand of a bookshop. You see it, people kind of nose deep on the tube in a book. And this is the one that I've noticed this year and it was Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. It's now been adapted for the TV by Apple. The first two episodes will be available from Friday and it sees Brie Larson, who you'll recognise from The Room. She also appears, for those in, interested in the Marvel Universe, she appears in those, but that's not how I know her. None she, of us. None of us, unfortunately. But she plays um, a scientist whose career is being stifled by the sexism rife in 1950s America. It's a little bit Mad Men-esque. That's definitely the well, undertone in, and vibe. In look, in production, in yes, costume. In, in feel. In, oh, very in nice. In atmosphere. And we have flash forwards in the first two episodes that tell us that somehow the scientist, her name's Elizabeth, is destined to become a TV chef. All we see at the beginning is she strikes up this partnership with an eccentric male scientist called Calvin. But again, it sucks you in. We, you know, we're very used to seeing these uh, period adaptations. But when they're done well, when there's a formula and a recipe and obviously this this formula has worked because it's been on the best-selling list for however long but it just works on tv and when a book adaptation comes to life like that i think it's it's well worth a watch so i've seen the first two episodes let us know what you think if you enjoy it lessons in chemistry apple tv episode one and two available friday now caroline tell me your entertainment announcement of the week we call it a public service announcement when that means we probably aren't going to watch it. So <laughs> Big Brother's back. Yay. Or is it? It's like one of those. Da, da, Big Brother has been on pretty much every terrestrial channel now except the BBC. But hey, never say never. It started out on Channel 4, then it went to Channel 5. It was binned off and now it's back on ITV1 for the big launch. And then it will sit at its new home on ITV2. I don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like this has just been done. It was a very mm. interesting social experiment when it launched back, what, over 20 years ago now. We had Nasty Nick and all that business and huge amounts of water cooler moments. And people were genuinely interested in the prospect of watching people do nothing on TV for 
hours and hours at a time. Mm. But here we are 20 years later, and I personally feel as though anybody wanting to go on that show isn't wanting to take part in a social experiment. They're wanting to get their Instagram following really high and to get a contract with prettylittlethingclothes.com. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we were both at this week, the Radio Times is doing a screen test or did a screen test, which is this big academic survey looking into the relationship between viewer and television. And what came out in the preliminary findings, which me and Caroline were both at at the BFI this week, was that actually we're seeing this move away from nasty TV and people are engaging a lot less with, quote unquote, horrible television. So it does make me think, where does Big Brother sit in that. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's great because that means either we're all becoming nicer or we want to be seen to be nicer. And it doesn't really matter which one of those is Mm. true because manners are becoming better between people. However, it doesn't make for good telly. No. I mean, X Factor got kicked under the bus because the kindness of Bake Off came along. And so people like Nasty Nick, Nasty Nigel Lithgow, they're all yesteryear. I don't know where this is going to sit. I mean, perhaps we're all just going to see people being lovely with each other and we're going to feel incredibly inspired and it's going to feel like a big, warm, collective cuddle. I don't expect it to be that way. No. Let us hold our horses and perhaps we'll come back to this as well. Gosh, yeah. so many things for future perhaps. chat. No. Um, <laughs> perhaps we'll return to perhaps that. We perhaps we will. Mm. Um, I can't say I've ever been a fan. I mean, I'm not a huge into reality TV of this kind of format. But yeah. uh, Big Brother, for me, was never... I'm never up there, even, you know, when I was allowed to stay up and watch whatever. I was doing a shift at the BBC once, a late one, and somebody came in to take over from me on the night shift. And this was just when it had launched. And I said, oh, what's going on out there in the real world? Because I've been in a VT suite down in the bowels of Television Centre. And he launched into this great long list of chat about different people. And I suddenly realised he was telling me everything that had been going on in Big Brother that evening. Well, it it does does grip people, doesn't it? It does. I mean, perhaps he... Didn't know many people, but anyway. <laughs> so um, let's see if it does the same thing. Yeah, see if it catches an audience. Okay, right. So if you watch it and you like it, let us know why. Uh, you can write in to podcast at radiotimes.com and, and make your defence for Big Brother if, if, you, if you so wish. Speaking of writing in, we had a very lovely listener write in to tell us what slow TV they enjoy. Um, And so the comment says, perfect slow viewing has got to be gone fishing with Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. I also like Marcus Waring's kitchen garden. Perfect slow TV. Thank you for writing in. Please do keep them coming. And I have a little bit more slow TV for listeners this week. So this is called Big Little Journeys. It's on BBC Two, Sunday, 8pm. So it is your prime slow Sunday watch. You know, you can curl up glass of wine after a Sunday roast to enjoy. So, What colour wine? Red, of course. Thank you. Perfect for the looming autumn, I believe. I say, as we sit still slightly clammy from the very warm temperatures outside for this very October. So this programme is kind of a comforting, cosy. We see these tales of these teeny tiny small animals travelling very long distances um, as part of their journeys to adulthood. So uh, in this episode, in the first episode, we see um, 
a turtle and a bush baby. Uh, and the turtle definitely has the tougher challenge. She's got to cross a busy road, an ancient forest, and make her way to a lake where she will live out her adult days. It's really interesting. It's one of those programs that seems very sweet and you have this tale and then you have the sad realisation that only 1% of her fellow hatchings make it to adulthood. Um, so it's big tales about small creatures, uh, perfect Sunday viewing. So that is Big Little Journeys, BBC Two, Sunday, 8pm. Now, on to Film of the Week. Some would say listeners' favourite category. Some say. Some would say. Uh, this week, it's a terrestrial showing of Licorice Pizza, which is on Sunday, 10.30pm. For those who enjoyed my recommendation of The Worst Person in the World, uh, this is for you. It's a kind of cross between coming of age to a uh, finding yourself to an enjoyable rom-com. So it follows Alana Haim, who is part of the band. It's her impressive acting debut uh, in this BAFTA-winning film. And she stars as an aimless young woman in 1970s LA, getting up to all sorts of mischief. Um, it's light, it's fun, uh, and it leaves you feeling... Uh, it's, it's probably a good film, actually, on a Sunday night to go into the week with. It just makes you feel all of those uh, unending questions are all answered. You don't need to know the answer. Just venture onwards. <laughs> Will you have a glass of wine with that? What do you think, Caroline? I don't know. I don't know. A red? A red. A red? <laughs> a rouge? Okay. That's our new test. Does it pass the yeah. red wine test? Does it pass the Is red it worthy of uh, <laughs> popping a cork? <laughs> exactly. Take me to the archive. All right. So um, my final offering this week is we lost the much-loved Michael Gambon last week. And he has had a 50-year career, as I have been discovering writing this week's tribute to him. But one of his highlights, I think, on the big screen at least, is Gosford Park. And that is now again on Amazon Freebie in tribute to him. It's a 2001 film. It's Julian Fellows on writing duties. Of course, this was before he became the juggernaut that was Downton Abbey. But I think that this pretty much inspired the series of, Down of Downton Abbey because he realised it was such rich, rich fodder. So this is set in the 1930s. It's a murder mystery in a very aristocratic country house. What's not to like? Cracking cast, as well as Michael Gambon, you have Richard E. Grant, Maggie Smith, Helen Mirren, Clive Owen. Good mystery at the heart of it, great characterisation and good script. And at the heart of it all, Michael Gambon. Oh, OK, I'm going to watch that. That is going to pass the red wine Ooh, test. Good. I'm Caroline, sure he'd lots be pleased. of your recommendations you've been giving me, I've been I've been up on my homework. I watched the Jill Dando oh, yes. documentary and I watched it, unfortunately, whilst I was home alone and it left me feeling very creeped out, but I thought it was a very, very good documentary. Okay, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I don't know really what purpose it served but well, in terms of forwarding the investigation. I feel terribly sorry for her brother who mm. clearly holds on to hope even now more than 20 years later. But what it did do was remind us of just how special she was and yeah. what a complete shock it remains mm. that somebody in the prime of her life, professionally, socially, personally, could be slain like that in the centre of London yeah. in daylight. So yes, a, a horrible crime and uh, a much, much loved and missed person. Well, that's all from us this week. Uh, please do write in, let us know what you're watching, what you're enjoying, what you're not. And of course, for those uh, Big Brother fans, write in and tell us why you watch it. <laughs> um, that's podcast at radiotimes.com. Now, until next Friday, happy, happy viewing! viewing. 